So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for the review of the day. Okay, uh, I got an Amazon review here. I'm going to read about uh, Six Steps to Seven Figures. Guys, if you haven't read Six Steps to Seven Figures, you need to jump on it. And it says uh, five-star reviews, five-star story, five-star performance, five-star overall. Good book. I appreciate the content and the way it was organized and narrated. I listened to the entire book in just a few days. That is for Six Steps to Seven Figures from JP Agent. Thank you, JP. Yeah, when I wrote the book, I wrote it uh, on the advice of Jay Papazon, told me to make it an airplane read, a read where someone could, you know, f- start when the plane takes off and finish when the plane lands. And uh, that's exactly what I did when I wrote Six Steps to Seven Figures. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 i am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes but if you want all of them including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show just go to the agent success toolbox All right, real estate rock stars, we have a great show today coming from Phoenix, Arizona. I got Mr. Oleg Bortman on the line, and he's doing some very interesting things, some different things. And guess what, guys? You get some double trouble today. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Ian Alobos. Ian, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, Pat. What's up, Rockstar Nation? So, guys, let's jump into this interview, Oleg. Welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Why don't you start by telling our audience a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you better. Thanks, Pat and Ian. Yes, my name is Oleg Bortman. I have a great boutique business out here called The Brokery. My business partner and I, Tucker, started this several years ago. We have about 25 agents. We have an office in the lobby of the Arizona Biltmore Hotel. and We built the second one right a few miles away in the heart of Arcadia. With, with future expansions of two additional offices coming hopefully in the next year, year and a half. So we're really excited. We have about 25 agents currently at the brokery, and we specialize in Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Paradise Valley markets. So, Oleg, let's get down to it really quickly. I'm just going to get jump right in, nitty-gritty stuff. How many houses did the brokery sell in the last 12 months? Yeah, we sold over 150 homes last year. 
for a total of about $135 million in transactions. And what's that in gross commissions? 3%, roughly, roughly around $5 million in gross commissions. Okay, and you guys are running about a 3% profit margin? Yeah, just about there. A lot of times we double side the transactions. So we, you know, we're a little bit flexible in that portion. But yeah, you're, you're pretty close on it. I think it's like a 2.8% gross for us on the commission side. Got it. So what's that net? What's that net you as the owner? Just under a million dollars in okay. per, per owner. Per and how many owners are there? There's two. Tucker Blaylock and myself are the owners of the brokerage. Got it. And that's all of your agents. It's all 25 doing about 100 something yeah. transactions. Well, we, yeah. So we have about, we have three different concepts of three different teams. The first team is called the suits. Tucker and I own the suits as well. We have Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So about six, seven years ago, my partner and I partnered up. I'm from the East Coast, very formal. So I used to wear suits in the middle of the summertime here in Phoenix when it's 120 degrees. <laughs> People would come in and think I was crazy. I was just trying to try to show a different level of respect and bring up the value of the housing market here in Phoenix. So we decided to create a team and my partner was a little more casual. He was a Marine and he always would call me the suit because it was, I was crazy wearing suits in the middle of time Phoenix here, which for me is fantastic. In Jersey where I grew up, it was 95 degrees and humid. So you can't really wear a suit, but when it's 110 and dry heat, you can still get away without sweating. Oh, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So we created a team called The Suits. Everybody on our team, we have about 10 agents. We all wear business attire every single day, both the men and the women. We have two transaction coordinators. So the team alone did just under $100 million. The second big team, the Barkin Group, did about $40 million as well. So we have two different brands, two different teams. And this year, we just brought on a third team starting in January, a few months ago, the Glimtra Group. So in the 30 as well. What do you offer a team to come and join you? Because that's big. I mean, $40 million, and even in the Phoenix and Scottsdale market, that's still a lot. What do you offer a team that's special that the other brokerages really aren't, aren't holding the candle in the wind to? You know, what we do here is it's really a very different concept. My background was in corporate America. I used to work for a big pharmaceutical company. And now we have a boutique firm. So we're not big corporate. For us to make changes is very easy. We have an incredible brand called The Brokery. It's very clean and luxurious feel. So when we're competing with the Restline Sotheby's or Caldwell Banker or your local other smaller firms, our splits are amazing. Our brand recognition has grown extremely well. And the two niches of the offices, one being in the lobby of the Arizona uh, Waldorf Astoria Hotel and one being in Arcadia, those are two highly desirable areas. We're starting to see more teams wanting to talk to us to bring their brand. They see some of the older brands too, like the Realty Execs or other brands within the market, kind of older and faded. Ours is kind of more younger, very luxurious, and very professional. Do you find, I noticed that on the West Coast, a lot of the more localized, boutique, private, smaller, mom and pop, whatever you want to call them, they're really prevalent. I know in Los Angeles, it's it's they're all over the place. Yes. Do you find that in Arizona and do you see that more as a West Coast thing than an East Coast thing right now? And do you see it moving this way? I mean, we're on the East Coast. Yeah, for sure. You know, our, our concept really came from because my business partner, Tucker, always take family vacations in Southern California. So when he would go to La Jolla or San Diego, he would pop into all these local brands. And that's what we wanted to do is create that here in the Phoenix market that currently there isn't. 
There are other smaller brands, but they have still 150, 200, or 300 agents. We really only have about 25 to 30. And our goal is literally to never have more than 40 to 50 agents, but just be experts into local. What we're finding is more and more sales have always been local. And our focus is really, our, our motto is relentlessly local. So we have experts in each market focusing on the local needs of both the buyers and the sellers. And it is a West Coast thing. I just got back from Tahoe and there's another beautiful brand, Oliver's, and he has about seven little offices all around Tahoe. And it is definitely a West Coast thing. And as people love lifestyle, like walkability to your local grocery store, yeah. you want to walk to a restaurant, Uber makes it easy as well. But the local feel and vibe is really what's changing what we feel is going to change this market here in Phoenix and Scottsdale. That's awesome. So what about in your brokerage? What is the percentage of listings to buyers? So no, in yes. your profile, you said you love handling buyers and listings as well. So what, what's the brokerage? Yeah. So Tucker and I kind of, we started this business about seven years ago. Tucker and I are very heavy on the listing side. That's so for the suits team, um, probably it's 80, 20 on the listing side. Some of our other agents, we do have three amazing buyers agents. So most of those buyers we send down to our, our, our team. So I think as a whole on the brokery side, as a brokerage, it's probably 50, 50. But for the suits, we're still heavier on the listing side than the buyer, maybe 75, 25, 70, 30. Got it. And then what are you doing for your listing leads besides like your sphere, your SOI? What do you, what do you guys do for your listing leads? We're very, very huge, large on print advertising. I mean, we have some, we definitely have internet presence like everybody else, but we advertise a ton in local newspapers, magazines. We send out a, a quarterly reports to the, Closest three, four thousand homes. So we're still very, very print heavy. We have an amazing marketing director, Hannah. She's brilliant at marketing along with Tucker. That's his background. I'm more of a sales guy. I was in pharmaceutical sales for a long time and sales management, but marketing wise, we were very heavy print presence in the neighborhood. Also by building the office in, in the walkability to three or four restaurants, people Neighbors walk by, they come in and they see us. So we have a ton of walking traffic on a daily basis. So do you do any internet or non-print advertising at all? Social media, you know, pay-per-click, AdWords, anything like that? To be honest with you, not as much as we probably should. Right. <laughs> um, we do advertise heavy on Realtor.com. Okay. We'll advertise with Zillow as well. Uh, we've pulled back quite a bit through Zillow. But social media, like Facebook ads, Hannah does our marketing. So she does more of the online Facebook, Pinterest, I think Instagram posts. And a lot of our team members are very tech savvy and into social uh, internet marketing as well. Got it. Got it. So same for buyer leads. Uh, Realtor.com and Zillow are really your buyer leads. And then the print stuff is really more listing leads. Yeah. Yeah, and on the buyer side, we actually pick up a lot of buyers because we have so heavy on the listing side. Yeah. We do several, we do a lot of open houses. We're a very open house driven market. Okay. So we pick up a lot of buyers through the open houses as well. Do you guys notice this is, this is kind of off topic, but still on topic. Do you guys notice I was just in LA last week for, uh, for, for UPW with Tony Robbins and I noticed that the scooter culture there is insanely huge. 
Like, there's 50 scooters at every corner. Do you guys have that in Phoenix? And does that add to sort of like that walkability or like the neighborhood feel like people can get, they drive by you guys and they see you there and it's a cool little fresh, you know, modern looking brokerage. Yeah. And actually we're seeing it more and more. So yeah, you have those bikes that somebody leaves in front of your, your, your property and then somebody else picks it up. We're starting to see more of that here in the Phoenix Arcadia area. It's definitely downtown. It's very prevalent. We don't have an office downtown, but we are seeing that quite a bit. We also, we're very community driven. So once a month on a given Saturday, we do a neighborhood market. So we invite local vendors and like somebody who does jewelry or sea salts. And we do a farmer's market in the back of our parking lot once a month. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we really want to get back. We always have one or two local restaurants showcasing some of their free sample food, the coffee bar. And again, it's just to help the local vendors expand their reach. And then, and then we also get a lot of loyalty through that as well. So wait a minute. So people can, can come and bring their stuff and then you don't charge them rent to put up their table to sell the, the artwork or whatever. Right. And then, and then you just have people do that. That's exactly right. One Saturday every month, we, we do it for about six or seven months. And then when in the middle of summer, we come back because everybody's gone here because it's so hot. But right now, our next one's in April. And yeah, we, last time we had 17 different vendors. Um, 17. That's what I was going to ask you. So you had 17 different vendors. It's pretty cool, right? Because then they, they, they can, you know, they, they get that free, right? They free. Can, yeah. And we, we don't charge them. I mean, a table setup is like 25 bucks. We literally, Whatever it costs us to rent the table is what we charge them. And they, we take no profits off of their sales. We do nothing like that. And they love it. They talk to other vendors. They we usually get about 100 to 150 people through the four hour time. So they're able to sell the product and get great exposure for, for an awesome Saturday. That's a big differential for us too. Because our office is not in corporate spaces. And in Phoenix, that's how almost all realtors have been is in corporate offices or corporate shopping centers. By building a, a building in a neighborhood, we're really transforming the, the whole neighborhood feel and vibe. Is it in a retail spot or is it in an office spot? No, ours is literally right on the on the street. We bought an old vacant lot, and it's kind of it's a, it's considered split use, so it's a house. Our office almost looks like a very modern house. We built it two years ago, and it's right next door to everybody else look where they live. So they walk oh, right wow. in, and, yeah, say hello. To and then, and then you put one in the Biltmore Hotel. Now, how'd you work that out? Describe that. Yeah. So about 15, 16 years ago, the uh, hotel, the Arizona Biltmore Hotel has actually 78 privately owned condos because they have condos that you can own. They need to have a broker that sends out the checks for the owners. So they recruited our, our broker, who's still our designated broker, Cynthia Stockwell. And she's had that office now there for 15 years. So when we have guests, the Biltmore gets about a million visitors a year through the, through the uh, Biltmore area, and there's 700 rooms every night. So having an office there seven days a week, we get walking traffic every single day into our office at that point. And, and it's an office; it's not a hotel room, right? No, no, it's a 10 by 10 office. We're right next to the car. Look, there's a car rental office, a real estate office across the way from the gift shop. So it's a standalone office, and people pop in every day asking and, about. People pop in every day. Like, how many turn out to be serious, and how many turn out to be just people popping in? I mean, that would be my fear is that you get a bunch of non-serious leads. Yeah, you do. I mean, you you either have like one spouse is there for a conference, and the other spouse is 
hanging out by the pool and they come in and they've been telling us they've been staying here for seven or 10 years. I'd probably say, you know, about eight to 10% of the people are pretty serious. So now I don't get 10 walk-ins a day, but we probably get at least, you know, a dozen to two dozen solid leads a month coming in through that office, which is, which is very substantial for our market. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate. Was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself. And he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. How do you pre-qualify them like very quickly so you're not showing every single person all the units? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell, but you know, when someone's spending four or five hundred dollars a night on the off season for a hotel room. Yeah. Usually qualified, and the weather's so good, they'd rather be by the pool than the than looking for real estate. So when they come in and you tell them we have prices from condos starting at two hundred to an estate home for eight to ten million bucks, they they're like, oh, I'm looking for some eight hundred thousand. You can kind of see, and then and then they'll tell you, oh, I'm here for three more days. Do you have time this afternoon? And then they, that's when they're like serious, or oh, I'm going back to the pool. I appreciate. Let me just grab a business card. They kind of pre-qualify themselves because the weather is so beautiful. If they're willing to give up full time to go look at a house, I- I'm willing to go sh- show them a few properties around the boat more. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I want to take you back to the print advertising. That's the first time I've heard print advertising is a main resource or a main source in, in quite a while. So regarding that, what break break that down a little bit more so that listeners today can literally implement something today and, and get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting what you're doing because I see it as like you're almost zigging when they're zagging. It's when yeah. people are stopped, they're, they're getting out of print, they're going right. more internet, they're going less office space, they're going more casual, you know, and you guys are saying, no, 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 we're going to go, we're going to be, you know, we're going to take this back to the 50s. You know what I mean? We're going to go, we're going to go print, we're going to go suits, we're going to go <laughs> formal offices, you know, is that, was it strategic? That you did that, knowing that everyone else was going in the other direction. That's exactly right. We we had to figure out a way to differentiate ourselves, right? With everyone going to online brokerages, online finding homes, we still know that the local market is very, very focused. So how do we do it? So print to us, we spend about eighty percent of our marketing strictly print. That's how big of our budget we spend on print. So what we do, if you're an agent and trying to break into a market. It's not the cheapest way, but we find it to be the most effective way. Why do I say that? Because if you look online, 
the Zillow's and Realtor.com, they send, sell leads, right? They sell, they tell you they sell about a hundred. If you actually do uh, recent studies, you'll see that online companies sell about 130 million leads a year. And last year, through National Association of Realtors, there was about six and a half million transactions done. So they're selling the same leads over and over and over and over again. Because 130 homes didn't sell last year, only six and a half million across the whole country. So what we're finding is when people are still, you know, getting their coupons online or they're getting their mail, they still have junk mail. And just the seeing you over and over again, the key is if you're going to do print advertising, you have to hit the same people every other week for at least 12 months. If you think you're going to do it in three or four months, it's not going to happen. And what, what the, what we find the biggest agents that fail is at that 10th month, they get tired of it because they haven't got a call yet. And it would have been the very next flyer or postcard that would have gotten the leads to start generating. But it's repetitive seeing. Why do billboards still work? Right? You drive around and people spend tens of thousands of dollars for a billboard for, for one month because people are still driving. People are still reading. So. Having print advertising is what really has separated our book of business with everybody else. And not everybody is 35, is not everyone's a millennial, right? So not everybody's still on their phones. People still like to read magazines. We get, we get questions all the time from our, our luxury home market. Are you going to advertise in the Wall Street Journal? Are you going to advertise in New York? Well, yeah, of course I will because that's, that's important to, the client, the, the client base that is still reading the, the newspapers on a daily basis. Wow, that's really interesting. And then, what I mean, what are you, what are you spending, what are you spending a month? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, yeah. So we spend about ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month in advertising, which is very heavy for this market. But that includes your Realtor.com, your Zillow, your print stuff like that. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, and print wise, we're about eight to ten grand a month in just print. Wow. So you can see like 60 to 70% of our budget, maybe even close to it, is, is print heavy. Yeah. What system are you really excited about right now that your team's using? For like touching follow-up? Yeah, like CRM and lead generation. So for, for lead gen and follow-up and then CRM to maintain your, your clients? What do you yeah. We, we still use a follow-up boss quite a bit. We also have a... So Hannah, our marketing director, uses MailChimp. So... We're big heavy on our database as well. What we found, what we find is most agents can have three, four thousand people in our database, but they never touch them. So by reaching out to our database, so what's the cheapest or almost free is every Friday we send out a, a blast to our database of everything that we have sold this week, everything that's coming soon. So our buyers are always in the loop of what's going on. And we use MailChimp for that. So that's very inexpensive way to reach two, three thousand people on a weekly basis. So we're still, we still believe in, we talked about it earlier, kind of joking about referrals, but your own sphere keeps growing every time we close. Every year we close 150 properties. We get names, referrals, friends, open houses. And if you just literally lived in that world of three or four thousand people, you literally don't have to advertise technically anymore. What we find out here is the average person buys or sells a home every seven years. So if I had 3,000 clients changing homes, Every seven years, I'd be tripling and quadrupling my income without having to go anywhere else. What kind of failure are you guys like? What's a really big failure you've experienced, and then how did it kind of shift and shape you to 
to today. Yeah, so we so when we started, Tucker and I started kind of together in 2010, 11, around seven, eight years ago. We were very, very heavy online, right? That's when Zillow just started. So we started spending tons of money buying leads online. And then what we realized is those leads cost us more money because they would set, they would cut the territories and say, oh, you want the same lead that's going to double and triple your cost. And we would show up, we we're still competing online. So we tested that out for a long time, spent probably a hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand over a couple of years, realizing that those leads were very weak and low ROI. We also realized that as we started growing our brand, when we used to be in the lobby, when we were in the, started in the lobby of the Biltmore Hotel before we opened up the second office, our brand was called Biltmore Lifestyles Real Estate Company was our name of the firm. So when we'd go outside of the Biltmore, people would pigeonhole us just into the market. So that's why about three years ago, we rebranded into the brokery. We talk about, Pat, you brought up a great question is or a great point. When people are going online, we kind of went old school. We bought a piece of land to build a, a building. And the brokeries and how actually when people were mining days, in every little town, there was a real estate firm or a place called the brokery. That's where real estate was traded. So my my partner took a brilliant guy in marketing, decided to come up with a name called the brokery. So we're kind of bringing that name back into the real estate world as well. That's really cool. I, lo- I love that name, by the way. It's Thank you. One of the better ones, for sure. Thank you so much. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reed, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben's certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000. And we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat. $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com. Futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Pat Hyben. And before we jump back into today's content, I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer from an extraordinary company. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. 
you're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week, we're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled scaling your business with virtual professionals so you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything it's called scaling your business with virtual professionals and you can get it real easy all you got to do is text the word hyben h-i-b-a-n to 31996 that's h-i-b-a-n to 31996 and download your free book scaling your business with virtual professionals and don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you guys, and I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk. Well, what advice would you give yourself if you're a rookie agent today? What have you learned? How long have you been in business, by the way? It's 10 years? Yeah, so. Yeah, so I got licensed out here in 2009. So I've been licensed. Uh, I started, and I got to give all the props to uh, the, the obviously the, the one of the best writers, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's from Phoenix too, right? Yes, he he lives out here now as well. He's an amazing author, brilliant guy. I started off my career in pharmaceutical sales. I was making real good money as a young single guy. Had some time, so I read the book, and he really transformed the way I looked at life. Is you know you want to have your money work for you versus you working for your money. Sure. And I bought my first investment property in the late '90s, and in early in 2003, I started buying investment properties in Las Vegas. When my wife and I moved back to Phoenix, where she's from, and we bought a house, the, the process was terrible. My realtor was awful. Uh, the market was booming. So everybody and their mother and aunt and cousin had a real estate license, right? So how do you pick a good one? And I was like, well, I'm paying this person 3% and I'm doing all the work, which, which really motivated me and inspired me to leave a great career and transform how the experience I felt should be for a real estate transaction. So in 2009, I got my real estate license and I got into the market when it was the worst. Yeah. You, could, you could, in 2009, you can buy two bedroom, two bath condos for 30,000 cash in Phoenix. Crazy. And I was trying to convince people to buy it and they thought, oh, the market's only going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I'm like, it can't get any worse for 30 grand to buy a condo. It's unbelievable. So it was hard to, for me to convince people. So my wife and I started buying our own condos. I was like, well, if I'm telling other people to do it. So we started buying more properties. Well, you might as well. Yeah, now those mar you know condos are worth 160 grand again, 180. So hard work is absolutely the key for this business. It's an absolute grind. I got in when I was making think about three percent on the thirty thousand dollar condo is nine hundred bucks. Then I had to give about thirty percent to my broker, and then Uncle Sam took the other. So I was I wasn't making much money on my transactions. No. So, but I was buying them for myself, which made sense because now I've made three, four fold of what I paid for them. Right. 
but I was grinding. And to this day, I still do open houses almost on a weekly basis. I work seven days a week. My phone is always with me. You know, we joke around when I'm out. It's My phone is my ATM. Whenever it rings, it's money, right? You never know who's calling. So if you're willing to grind and you're willing to answer the phone, you'll be absolutely successful in this business. The biggest failure is most people, most agents start and they're like, oh, I did an open house. I was like, oh, great. Would you... Would you work 11 to 3? Well, how many days a week? Four days. Okay, you work 12 hours and you want to make $150,000? Right. <laughs> Working a half a day is a full day of work. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So holding yourself accountable is very difficult in this business. But if you can work eight-hour days, seven days a week, you will be always very, very successful. And then you can turn down your clock and then hire infrastructure, hire a transaction coordinator, and assistant to help. I'll set your work-life balance. What's your biggest source of pain right now? If you had a magic pill just to get rid of it, what's that big source of pain? The inspections. Inspections. <laughs> right. Why? Well, because everybody knows the contracts are as is. All of them are in Phoenix are? What do you yeah, mean? So that, that, but that's something you put in there, right? No. In 2017, the, the law changed, so all contracts are as is. What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. In 2017, how did they create a law? Well, so the contracts were, the lawyers changed. So we as agents don't write contracts. All the contracts have been written by the attorney. Yeah. All the contracts are strictly written as, as is. But when people, even though they're as is, they still start asking for things. Oh, fix this light bulb. Fix the electrical. Because they have leverage, they can back out. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, okay. right. So even if a contract is as is, you can cancel at any time. Yeah. So those, that's where it gets annoying is, listen, you, we've given you a discount on the purchase price. Don't start nickel and diming us through the process. Yeah, that's just kind of sales psychology. I mean, they say, they say it's as is, but it, it sounds like it doesn't mean anything, right? Because. You're absolutely right. I right. mean, it's the same thing as a state that makes a law that says it's not as is. You know what I mean? It, there's no difference really, unless, unless the state says you're not allowed to have home inspections. No, and that's, but that's, the inspections are obviously there for a reason, but the problem is the other agent. So it's the lack of education. So we're very uh, listing heavy on the seller side. So when the buyer agent comes with their client, they clearly didn't educate their buyers enough stating this is an as-is contract. I understand if the roof is faulty or I understand the air conditioner, you didn't know about it. Those are big ticket items you should ask for. But the nickel and diming over like a leaky faucet that's $75 for a handyman and you're buying a million dollar house, you shouldn't be worried about $1,000 in credits. No, of course not. I'm I, i just aghast that the state would probably spend a million dollars in legal fees coming up with a stupid law that doesn't change anything, right? I mean, it's just because the leverage is still the same. It's like commercial real estate. You know what I mean? Like you, you go in there and you say, this is what I'll pay and then you negotiate it later uh, based on things, anything that you want. It's the same thing, right? It's just, you know. Yeah, it's easier to clarify. I mean, you go to L.A. markets, you get multiple offers. Nobody asks for anything, period, right? Well, so, yeah, but then they leave out a home inspection. Event. But again, so that's so here at least you're, you're, you're able to under, undercover what's going on, which is fantastic. I think it's the right move. But the other agents just aren't managing the, their clients' buyer's expectations, saying that if it's all minor stuff, just buy it and get a handyman and fix it. Don't go nickel and diming when 
I, like I said, if it's a big ticket item, you go in and you didn't realize the pool was cracked, right? Or the roof was leaking. Totally understood, understandable. But it's that nickel and diming stuff that just frustrates the seller. And, and then it frustrates the buyer because this buyer's unwilling, the seller's unwilling to do it. The expectations were you knew this was an Azure's contract. Why are you coming back? So that's, that's where you ask if there's the one thing that is a thorn in our side. Is, is that process, it's a lack of education right. by the buyers to their clients on the buyer's agent side. And it happens more and more when the market is really good, right? You get a lot of agents going out. Like right now we have over 50,000 realtors in, in Phoenix or in Arizona market. Mm. And every day we're getting more and more. So everyone thinks it's an easy process, but the average agent only does one to three transactions a year. Pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, we, our office, our team does about 20 transactions a month. Right. So when you're doing those kind of volume, it gets frustrating when you run into a new agent because not only are you managing the new agent, you got to manage the other people's expectations, which, which makes that thorn in my side get bigger and bigger <laughs> on a monthly basis. Wow. It happens wow. to all of us, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of Olick's contact information, if you guys want to send a referral out to the Phoenix area, He's your man, and his social media buttons will be on there. And Oleg, this has been awesome, buddy. If I'm ever in Phoenix, I will stop by the Biltmore, and uh, you can give me a tour around your office. Sounds terrific. Thank you both, Pat and Ian, for such an incredible opportunity. I hope everyone had a terrific day. Thanks, Oleg. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, 
for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that, too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.